Hello and welcome to episode number 9 of the Local Lowdown. My name is Zach Bischoff and I am, as always, joined by... Danny Shanhorn, Alright, thank you very much, Danny. Alright, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, there it is. The uh, NFL uh, News and Notes for preseason week number 1. We're going to preview week number uh, 2 as well, which is uh, starting... Which actually started uh, last night when we are... Uh, when you're listening to this, we're recording this on Thursday. You're going to see it on uh, or no, what is it? Friday? No, it's Friday. We're going to uh, air this on Saturday afternoon, and then we're going to talk about the Pirates and then the Premier League. All right, uh, Danny, your thoughts first on let's see where do you want to go? With? We want to go to um, the Steelers uh, Week Two uh, matchup against the the one and only uh, home matchup. Of the 2023 NFL preseason uh, at uh, home against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, for sure, Zach. As always, uh, great, great to be with you, and um, looking forward to talking, talking some football here, man. Great, great time of year here. Yes, no, Zach. I mean, obviously, we're coming off of um, in Week One, we um, we played the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and beat them by by a score of 27-17. And I thought starting off with, with, with that game, I thought that that was a, a really good game and pretty much exactly what you want in terms of a in terms of a preseason game. I mean, I thought Kenny Pickett and the first team offense looked excellent, right? I mean, one drive, one touchdown. George Pickens, I've watched that juke that he had on that on that irrelevant Tampa Bay defender like 50, 50 times because he just made him look absolutely silly. I mean I'm just and I I mean that is just super that is just, I mean that's just super encouraging to see. You know, I think Matt Canada has been under a lot of scrutiny and and you know is the is the offense Canada proof, Zach? Only time will tell with that obviously, but yes. but I, I think that like I, I, I'm encouraged, and I know you don't necessarily game plan a ton for for preseason games, so it it may like um you know it's not it's not as structured as as say a regular season game, but overall I, I was I was really encouraged, you know um uh, all the receivers played well. I mean Calvin Austin the third had a had a touchdown first time first time for him being on the field, so it was awesome to see his you know four three. Speed translate to uh, translate to the football field. So what I'm really looking for, looking forward to in um, in game two here again against the Bills is just seeing more of that carryover, right? And my like one of the questions that I have, Zach, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts thoughts on that is, okay, Kenny Pickett played very very well in in the first um, preseason game, and I believe is is slated to. To play, um, to to start to start uh, the Bills game. How long do you think that he's going to play, Zach? Or how long would you want him in for? Yeah, I think uh, Pickett should play about um, maybe a quarter, quarter and a half. Uh, I, uh, let Let's just go the whole first team. I think they're going to get the first quarter, um, maybe, maybe quarter, quarter and a half, as I mentioned. Uh, I think that. You know, now 
in the second preseason game, and there's only three that we really need to, excuse me, get the uh, first team offense um, going out there for longer periods of time. And I think that the um, in in the third game, I do think the first team is going to get um, the first, second, and um, half of the third or either half or the full third quarter. Your thoughts? Yeah, Jack. I I think I I I agree with with uh, the first part of, of that man. I think that you know they're kind of um, everything I'm going to hear is they're kind of going to going to view uh, the second game against the Bills, who obviously are, are a really good defense. It's kind of a, a dress rehearsal for the offense. But if if that goes well, Zach, I'll be super interested to see kind of what the uh, what the um, what the Steelers do there. Because let's say they play the first half and they look great. I wouldn't necessarily play them the third preseason game just mm-hmm. because of in- injury risks. But obviously, you know, this is a team that's looking pretty healthy in terms of in terms of um, you know how, how training camp went, which is very encouraging to see. There there have been many major injuries, which is very encouraging. Another thing I'm just going to be curious to, to, to watch, Jack, is I, I I feel like we always we always talk and always you know um, predict and and think really critically about the offensive line. And I, you know, I, I, when I first started watching football, I was like, oh man, the, the like being an offensive lineman has got to be so boring because you, you know, you're only just, your job is to keep the, the defensive end from getting the quarterback. But that, that is super, super important, Zach. As I've kind of progressed, I've realized that the importance of that. And I am super intrigued to continue to watch, um, Broderick Jones and Dan Moore battling out because Broderick Jones is obviously, you know, the, the first round pick of, of the Steelers. And, and, and what, from what everybody's been saying, um, you know, he, he's super quick. He's, he's super big. He, he's, he's, he's physical, but his, his technique has not been the greatest through camp. So I'm hopeful that, you know, the more that he plays, the more he can, the more he can develop. I also do think that it is good that we're not, you know, we have a veteran presence like Dan Moore to kind of show him the ropes and, and help him out. But I will be watching, you know, how, how, how does the first team offensive, how, how does the first team offensive line look and how does Mike Tomlin, you know, um, decide how, how long they're going to play as well? Are, are they going to, let's say, play an extra series um, than, the, uh, than the first team you know, or the skill position guys because they need more rep. I mean, I'm just going to be curious because you never know how it's going to go. I mean, you obviously hear stuff in camp, but but pre- I mean, but obviously game action is a lot different. I'm also hopeful, Jack, that that um, guys on on the defense can can play like uh, Joey Porter Jr. Obviously, he he missed um, he missed uh, last week's game because of an ankle injury. I'm really hopeful that that he can play, um, but. I am overall really encouraged, Jack, because it does seem like we we do have we do have um, just some guys that have really had had really good camps. I'm looking for that to hopefully continue in the preseason, and yeah, just just looking forward to to watching it all unfold, man. Uh, all right, uh, next we are going to take the next we are going to talk about the uh, the Pirates and uh, their recent um, 
recent stretch here. Danny, just your thoughts on the Pirates uh, as we sit here today. Yeah, Jack, for sure, man. Um, I The Pirates, to me, Jack, are almost getting easier to evaluate, but also tougher to evaluate, if that makes any sense. It, it doesn't. Probably get, it probably, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't. And I'm going to try to do my best to explain. I just think that. Very curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I don't know. Because it's hard for me to say, you know, um, obviously the Pirates have not been been winning a lot of, a lot of series recently. Obviously, um, tonight we, we, we get underway uh, against the, the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. Um, but the Pirates have not had a ton of series wins, right? Uh, you know, they, they've been – pre-recorded. You, What's I that? Mean, you said uh... – So so the Pirates are kind of tough to evaluate right here because because here's the thing. Right, we're playing a lot of a lot of these young guys, right? And a lot of these young guys are are, are doing well. And I, I am glad that we are giving them experience because we, I mean, the more experience you get, the more the better you're gonna, the better that you're going going to get. But I, if I'm if I'm Derek Sheldon and if I'm um, Ben Sherrington now, I I, I kind of have a a tough um, a lot of tough decisions because. Right, we obviously have a great, great form system, and we brought up the likes of Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez and all those guys. We over Pagero, which that that's been that's been really good. Alakai Williams as well. Um, so it, it, it's it's been um, good that the young guys are kind of get, getting getting some experience, but it's also hard because obviously we have a player. A pretty, a pretty uh, important college player that, that just got drafted number one overall to us in Paul Skeens. And Jack, the more and more that I watch Paul Skeens pitch, I think to myself, we need to get him up to the big leagues because he is just absolutely dominating, dominating in um. The, the the fall league and in uh, single A Bradenton, which has been awesome to see. But I think to myself, I really would like to see him this year. Um, but to that same end, we, we, we've really kind of, um, you know, I, I would obviously not want to risk injury for Paul Skeens. So our player development staff has, has just really got to be smart here about how we manage Paul Skeens because obviously he's going to be um, hopefully an ace for our, our organization, Zach, in years to come. But we also need to be mindful that, you know, we got to take care of his arm because if he can't pitch, he can't help us win. So that's where it's like, when should we bring him up? I I, I don't know. I want to see him as soon as possible, but I also want him to be, you know, be careful of his arm and, and pr- make sure we preserve that. If that makes any sense at all, Zach, I'm sure it really doesn't. But that actually did kind of end up making sense to me. And yes, I, uh, I I've here on the, on the I heard in the news recently that they are plan to bring bring <coughs> excuse me uh, schemes up to Double A uh, as soon as uh, next uh, ne- uh, this upcoming Friday, the 25th of August, up to uh, Altoona. So I think that the pathway is there 
four teams to be up um, in the major leagues uh, next year. Has it been weird, you Zach, that from reports of um, both in the in the fall league that he was playing in and single A Bradington, he's only thrown one inning. Does that at all is that at all weird, you Zach, or are they just trying to preserve the the, the, yeah. the arm? Do you think? Um, I am really not sure what they're trying to do there. I mean, yeah. That that and that's why I was I was kind of confused because obviously, you know, there's nine innings, right? And he's just right. just starting pitcher. Um, so you know, I'm I'm maybe like maybe I, I'm missing if if I, I obviously you know he's put, he's pitched a ton going back to his his college days and he just got drafted, but I'm you know it'll be it'll be um interesting to see kind of what is what is look workload is through the minor leagues and I, I think what they're trying to do is obviously make sure that he's not overusing his arm which I think is appreciated mm -hmm. but also you know if he if he I believe in his in his first start he threw 11 pitches in one inning got three outs nine of those pitches were strikes so he's obviously yeah. still still it's not like he's you know struggling because of all the fatigue that he's got which is which would definitely be understandable. But yeah, that's just been a little bit, a little bit confusing to see. But I'm, I'm sure you know. My hope is that he can work, work his, work his way up here, obviously, and get to the big leagues as soon as possible, Zach. Because I think Pirates fans around the, uh, around the country, want that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I think what I, the way I take that is that they realize that he is not going to be there long. So I uh -huh. think that I mean with it with the rumor that he's going up to Altoona. Um, yeah. Soon. I I think that is what they're trying to do is say that he is not going to be there um, very long. He is going to uh, fly through the minor leagues. I feel right. Like. Um, so it'll be. And, and that way, he's not you know expending so much energy pitching against minor league talent when he obviously can do well against major league talent. I mean. He's the number one pick for, for a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, how he progresses and when he eventually does uh, get up here. All right, next. And finally, going to talk about the uh, Premier League. I have done no research on this topic, so I hope Danny can come in and save me. I, I got you, Zach. I, I, I got you, buddy. And like we talked about before the um before uh, last week's show, I believe, we, we talked about how, how it was kind of crazy, you know, um, the, the Premier League is, is has gotten underway as we're recording this, but was about to get underway last week, you know. I always say time flies when you're having fun. So so here, here we are, and it's a great time of year um, in, in general, and, you know, looking forward to, to um, keeping up with the Premier League. Obviously, Zach, um, you know, opening weekend, there's a, there's a lot to delve into here. Um, I think the 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 two um kind of kind of biggest games, if you will, or games that kind of revealed the most to me was first um, Newcastle's four one victory against a Aston Villa. I thought that Newcastle, you know, they will be in the Champions League this year, which is kind of crazy. Um, and all the credit in the world goes to the, the Newcastle management team and the Newcastle coaching staff. 
But, Zach, Newcastle's always kind of been a, a middle-of-the-pack team. So, I, you know, my, my, one, of, one of my biggest, you know, um, questions, if you will, was, okay, can Newcastle sustain that level of, of excellence that, 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 that they showed, you know, all throughout, uh, all throughout last season? And they, they certainly did. You know, they, they, beat, they beat Austin Villa four, four to one. You know, they scored their first goal at, at five minutes in, I believe. Um, so that was uh, really, really cool to see, and I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna be just super intrigued um, to to watch how, how how Newcastle progresses. I think that they they're gonna continue to kind of ride that ride that hot streak because, as the commentator said, Newcastle is a sweeping giant that um, has just has just kind of awoken. Um, with, so I'm I'm really looking forward to, to that. Um, yeah, and 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 as far as obviously Zach, I'm sure that you uh, are aware, maybe not, of the uh, Liverpool Chelsea tie, one to one. It's a draw, not a tie. My my, sorry, that your soccer etiquette is is way above above my. Uh, I I I appreciate you there, my friend. I can I can tell that you do not know your. I know it's it, it, it is actually called soccer though, Jack, and, and not football. Uh, correct. In this country, it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. I'll give yeah, you sure. that. Continue. <laughs> All right. No, yeah. Um, it, uh, obviously, Liverpool and, and Chelsea drew one-one. It was it was a draw, uh, not a, not a tie, as Zach as Zach. So so thrilling analysis. I'm sorry. What's that? Thrilling analysis. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really, really delving into why. Yeah, I draw on out stuff. Anyways, this might go on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> it was um, yeah that 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 tie on um, it, it was the seventh straight tie that that Chelsea and Liverpool had, which I thought was a really interesting and and cool stat. Um, and it it was I mean I thought that Liverpool controlled really the the, the flow. Of the game, I mean, Mo Salah had a had a goal that was called back for for offsides, which is obviously, you know, Mo Salah is, is such a talented player. You know, he burst on the scene with Egypt in the in the in the um, couple World Cups ago. But um, and then Chelsea did a heck of a job off of a off of a corner, you know, battling back and and getting kind of a, a greasy a greasy goal, if you will, um, and and tying it one one. And I was you know, it it really, really seemed like Liverpool really wanted to to get off on the right foot because obviously we, we talked about this last podcast. Um, Liverpool, you know, last year was not was not um, up to their up to their standard. They'll obviously be playing in the Europa League, which is kind of uncharted territory for Zach's uh, Reds there. Um, but Indeed. but yeah. Um, you know, Man U. Obviously, I feel like Man U is is kind of a team that that gets a lot of uh, a lot of doubters um, are always on the on on Man U side, and, and they beat uh, Wolves one zero. Um, so there weren't too many. I'd say I would say my biggest surprise result was that Newcastle game that we talked on early, just because of the the, the drastic you know drastic level that it was uh, obviously four to one is a is a huge difference in in soccer there 
and they were just able to to really kind of break down Austinville in the, in that second half. But but yeah, Zach, I'm I'm super super. I haven't looked ahead too much um to the to the games in week in week two, but I'm super intrigued to kind of see how what teams can kind of get get going here, what teams can make runs, and and what teams are are kind of the uh, will solidify themselves as uh as um, contenders, man. No, Zach. Uh, yeah, man. Just really appreciate uh, you having me on. And always uh, really enjoy talking sports with you, man. So appreciate everybody watching, listening. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the ninth edition of the Local Lowdown Podcast. He is always, he, as always, is Danny Cadenholzer. I am Zach Bischoff, and we will see you next time right here on the Local Lowdown Podcast. Uh, what is it? Local Lowdown Podcast.